welcome to episode six of Country and Stuff. We are into our second month of podcasting now, which is very cool and makes it feel very real, which is good. I'm really enjoying it, hence why we've made it all the way to our second month. And I am looking forward to continuing. If you've not listened to this podcast before, my name's Beth. I run this podcast based in the UK and it's kind of a British girl's look at country music with a few other bits of music thrown in here and there because I do like other genres and there's other things I want to talk about from time to time. Today is my first album review which is quite exciting and I have chosen the album Saying What I'm Thinking by Lainey Wilson. It's really good essentially and I'm looking forward to reviewing it but because this is the first one that I've done I just wanted to kind of give some parameters about how I'm going to do album reviews going forwards. In this particular instance, I've gone track by track as they appear on the album because to me, there was no natural grouping of tracks in this album. In other instances, that might not be the case. I might group together tracks based on a particular theme or, well, if they naturally fall together in a group, essentially, I will review them in that way. It won't always be track by track as they appear. I also have decided I am not going to form any kind of scoring or rating system for albums. For me, that feels like I have to then force unnecessary comparison between different albums that are very different pieces of work. I feel like I would end up being, well, is album Y that I'm reviewing now better than album X because I want to give it a higher score than the 7.8 I gave album X but actually does it deserve to be above that because I like that too and I've not got time to try and deliberate over that basically and I also think as I said it then brings this element of unnatural comparison that I don't want to bring to this. I want to look at each album just as its own individual piece of work, look at what I like, what I maybe don't like and then it will be kind of rounded up in a Will I listen to this album again as an album? Is it an album that I might just stick on shuffle as kind of like a background playlist? Or is it something that I'm just going to pick a few tracks out of that I like, continue to listen to those, but probably won't revisit as an entire piece of work again in the future? And where I said about is it things that I like or don't like, I never want to just tear an artist apart for a piece of work. So naturally, I am not going to choose to review albums that I really don't like. I don't think there's much point in that. I don't think it helps anybody. If there's an album where some bits I don't like and I can be constructive as to why and objective as to why, then yes. But if it's just a piece of work I don't like, then I'm not going to bother. Only because, in some way, this podcast ends up partially serving a purpose of recommending music to people who are listening to the podcast. Therefore, I want to recommend music that I genuinely enjoy and that I am listening to myself. I don't just want to spend half an hour or so talking about an album I don't like that I'm not suggesting anybody goes and listens to really. That feels, it just feels a bit pointless to me. So yes, I will probably naturally like the music that I am talking about and that's why I've chosen to talk about it. But I do aim to try and review it somewhat objectively and actually give reasons as to why I like it, not just, oh, I like this song. And this kind of way of doing things I hope will then allow me to make better recommendations to people or explain why I like them for people to then go and make their own choices over which tracks they might go and either start with or just check out those particular tracks. So that's the kind of admin, I guess, of what these album reviews are going to be like. So let's jump in. 
Lainey Wilson has been around for a few years, but she is relatively new, making mainstream waves since about 2018. I came across her, I don't know if it's the end of 2018 or the beginning of 2019, if I'm truly honest, but around that time when her first single of hers that I heard called LA was being played on the radio and was coming up in playlists I was listening to. And I've enjoyed everything I've heard from her since, so I have been quite eagerly anticipating this first album. There has been an EP previously that was four tracks, I think that was 2019, but this is her first major label release and I've been really excited for it and it has not disappointed. It's been really good to listen to. She has a distinct country style that is definitely not a pop country style. This isn't a complaint in any way, but a lot of the women in the mainstream at the moment do have a more pop country sound to them, which I do enjoy, but this is definitely not what Lainey Wilson brings to the table and I think that gives her an edge, not an edge, I think that just makes her stand out for who she is rather than not being the same as other people. I didn't explain that well, I hope you know what I mean. (laughs) She sings a lot about some of the country stereotypes, the small town southern living, but she grew up doing just that in rural Louisiana so there's an authenticity to it and she always makes her writing sound very personal to her as well it seems so it doesn't feel like she's just singing about them for the sake of it she's singing about them to be honest to who she is. Her style is a mix of traditional country with a slightly west coast hippie flair which I really like. She titles it bell-bottom country and I think that sums it up pretty well and not only is that her sound but it's also the style that she brands herself with as well and it works really well all together. A lot of the things she wears give me a real kind of 60s or 70s vibe from them and I think that works really well with the music that she is making. The album is a Jay Joyce production which when I found out that was going to be the case made me really happy. He is probably my favourite Nashville producer, he produces some of my real favourite artists including Eric Church, Ashley McBride, he produced the really good Tennille Towns album that came out, I think it was last year, so I was really pleased to see that he was producing it because I really think that his style would match Lainey Wilson's style well as well, and it did. All of the songs are co-written by Lainey Wilson. Most of the writing names are not ones that I have come across lots in the past, but there is a co-write with Luke Dick, who writes a lot with Miranda Lambert, And Jordan Schmidt, who I can't particularly recall where I've seen his name before, but I know I have seen it in multiple places before. Lots of different co-writers on this album, but they've all done a fantastic job because this is a really strong album. There's seven tracks that were previously either released as singles or were on the EP that I mentioned, and five new ones on this album. I would have liked a little more new material compared to material I've already heard, but I think that's due to the fact that it's been quite a protracted time frame between her first coming onto the scene and actually getting to this point of making this first album. So this isn't really a complaint about her. I think it's just unfortunate that there's not quite as much new stuff on here as stuff we've already heard. But overall, I've always liked the stuff I've heard. It's what's drawn me in. So it doesn't take away from listening to the album. The first track is Neon Diamonds, which I have already talked about, so I'm going to keep it brief. I reviewed this as a single in my January Singles Roundup, which was episode three of this podcast, so if you really want to hear my opinion on Neon Diamonds, you'll find more about it in there. Overall, though, it's a real strong opener to the track. It's upbeat, it's sing-along, 
And I really, really love the wedding versus bar metaphors that run throughout this song. It's done really well. So much imagery that she uses to do that. And it's an excellent way to start this album off. Track two is Sunday Best. The overall theme of this album is about being really true to yourself, about not caring what other people think about you and just living who you are. And this song really plays into that. There's definitely a sadder feel to this song, but it's still quite up-tempo in terms of the instrumentation and that works really well. I also really like the hints of gospel feel to the backing singers in this to really play on that kind of Sunday best church vibe. And it has an excellent guitar bass line, I have to say. The next track is Things A Man Ought To Know. And this has been a single and I really liked it when it first came out. There was a real uniqueness about it, I think is a word to use. She's singing about knowing how to do all the stereotypical male things like hitching trailers. Everything has completely gone out of my mind. Hitching trailers, shooting, fishing, that kind of thing. And she's saying that she knows how to do all those things, but the guy that she's singing about has still got a lot of learning to do. There's some things he ought to know in terms of relationships, working through relationships instead of giving up on them, that kind of thing. And that contrast between those two ways of things a man ought to know works really well. This song is a quieter instrumentation and it really highlights her voice and there's a unique sound to her voice when you hear Lainey Wilson on the radio you go oh even if you don't know her name you're like oh that's that girl because she has a very distinctive sound and this gives her an opportunity to both really show that sound but also show the talent that she has the vocal talent that she has. It's a good change of pace from the first two songs which were more upbeat. It's almost acoustic in the verses and that works really well. On to track four, which is Small Town Girl. The comma in the title is quite important there in terms of the nature of the song. She's singing about, this is a small town girl. She's not singing about being a small town girl. It's quite a traditional country, southern rock sound to it. It's a warning to a newcomer about what life is like in a small town and the fact that she's got nowhere to hide when she's this newcomer's causing trouble, essentially. There's lots of small town imagery in it, as you would expect, but it fits the narrative really well and it feels authentic. It's not just listing off cliches of small town life. And there's a real kind of fiery, standoffishness, bitterness to the song. She doesn't like who she's singing to in this song. And I really like that. It gives the song an edge to it, makes it quite moody. And I really like that way of singing this song. The next track is LA, and as the chorus tells you, when she hears LA, she thinks Louisiana, as in the state code, not Hollywood. And she's singing about growing up in Louisiana. She mentions Redneck Hollywood, which is the term that she used for her EP title a couple of years ago, and refers to her being a little bit Redneck Hollywood, and I like that. It works really well with her brand and her imagery that she creates both in this song and as herself. It works really well. There's singing about hometown pride and it always being in people's roots again, but the way she does it is very personal to her, therefore it feels authentic and relevant rather than just a song about hometown pride. There's lots of instrumentation in this song, it's very up-tempo, but it works really well. The instrumentation doesn't detract from the theme of the song at all. And I've really liked this song for getting on for two years now. It's not got old or anything, I still like it when I hear it. 
So I think that shows that she has a longevity about her. I can still hear a song that I've known for over two years on this album and be happy to hear it there, not slightly miffed that it's still content from two years ago. The next track is actually my favourite on the album and it's called Dirty Looks. I like how she's able to take a theme or a phrase and use it in multiple ways, similar to what she did on Things a Man Ought to Know. In this instance, it's contrasting the dirty looks that her and the guy that she is singing to slash about, contrast of people giving them dirty looks and how he looks, because it talks about him coming straight from work, he hasn't bothered cleaning up after coming straight off, I don't know, a building site or a farm or something, pretty hands-on. And she says that she likes how dirty looks on him. I did not say that in a way that sells that song, but please trust me. (laughs) As I said, it's the contrast between those two things in the song. It's got really detailed imagery, which I like. It feels very personal. She's singing to a guy she likes. There's a personalness to that. Whereas some of the other songs, she's just kind of singing out to an audience. Again, it's that same overarching theme of the album of not really caring for other people's opinions about her, especially negative ones. She's like, I'm not really bothered if we're getting dirty looks from people around us. I don't care. What matters is me and you. So there's that soft, slower tempo to this song that underpins this, but I think the J. Joyce production on that works really well. Much as he can produce brilliant country rock sounds, he can also strip things back on the production in a way that is really delicate, that I really like, and it is highlighted really well in Dirty Looks. The song Pipe comes next and it's a continuation of that same feeling of I'm not really bothered what other people think about me. Although the line is slightly different, the end of the chorus is essentially stick that in your pipe and smoke it. So you get what I mean about not really being that bothered about what other people think of you. There's a brilliant lyric in this, which is I've got a PhD in thinking out loud. And the way it's sung, it's more of a, I guess, saying what I'm thinking is in the album title and also kind of maybe not thinking about what I'm saying before I've said it. And that resonates with me and it's an excellent lyric. The instrumentation in this is very busy, I noticed, but you can still hear the individual elements quite clearly. And I think that's because it's all real instruments, for one thing. And although there are many things going on, they've been layered over each other in a way that works really well and produces this great up-tempo feel. It's kind of got a summer vibe to it, which I like. It's the kind of song that it doesn't scream party as in out on a night out feel, but it has a would be great at a barbecue or around a campfire with friends kind of feel to it. And I really enjoy that. And I like music that walks that line. It's fun enough to be a summer feel barbecue, but isn't necessarily the kind of thing that you would hear on a night out. We're into the latter half of the album now, and it comes back down in tempo a little bit to the next song, which is Keeping Bars in Business. It starts off as a real heartbreak bar song. Every good country album has them. This one is particularly good. And starts off quite specific and personal, which I really appreciate because on the one hand, Every country album has a heartbreak bar song and so you need something that makes it different and unique to this particular artist. It does then branch out into all the different reasons why people are in a bar from good and bad and kind of heartbreak, love, good times, bad times, that kind of thing. The way that it talks about all these different reasons why people are keeping bars in business works really well. 
The instrumentation isn't totally stripped back, but there's much less of it than some of the other tracks, and a great use of steel and electric guitar in this. Straight Up Sideways brings the tempo back up. It's got an excellent guitar intro, I really, really liked that. It's quite a hard-hitting party feel to it. It's all about letting loose at the weekend. It's a theme I really like, and there's a lyric in it, plastered like a drywall which is brilliant because that's such a mundane thing and she manages to use it in a really good way in this song. It's a simple yet effective theme and party feel, but it's a really good way of doing that and quite a traditional sound instrumentally, which really works. The next track is the last of the up-tempo tracks on the album and it's called WWD, which stands for What Would Dolly Do? The more that Dolly does in life, the more inspiring she is with everything she's done with kind of COVID vaccines and the imagination library and things like that, the more I want to aspire to live in a way that she does. And in this particular song, it's a very genuine and authentic feeling owed to her idol. Lainey Wilson loves Dolly Parton. She's very open about that. She's written this song about her. It doesn't feel cheesy Yes, she's picking up on the things that Dolly is really well known for, but it doesn't feel cliched. It feels a very honest, kind of, I guess, open letter to somebody she really admires, and it works really well. It's talking about when she's getting stressed in life, thinking about how would Dolly handle this, and maybe I should take some inspiration for that. For that? From that, sorry. As I said, it's the last up-tempo track on the album, and it really walks the country rock sound line that Jay Joyce does so well in production, and so I really like that. It's kind of got a girl's anthem feel to it, if I'm honest, and that's a good thing, I really like it, but it feels like the kind of thing that if you've got a load of girlfriends that really like country music, you could all be singing this together, and I hope that at some point in the future, me and some of my girlfriends that like country music will all be doing that. The penultimate track on the album is called Rolling Stone, Absolutely not reinventing the wheel in terms of the metaphor of the Rolling Stone, but she's taking that metaphor and making it very, very personal to her, and therefore it works. There's a level of vulnerability and self-honesty to this track that I think she gets into in this that she maybe hasn't quite got into in previous tracks. It's a much slower song, it feels very personal, and it's very well written. The instrumentation really complements that with an almost kind of It made me personally think of Fleetwood Mac hearing some of the guitars on this, very Fleetwood Mac-esque, and it gives her, as I said before, very recognisable vocal and her talent in that front and centre to really shine with the instrumentation stripped back quite a lot behind it and allowing that to happen. The final track on the album is the title track, Saying What I'm Thinking. It's the most open and true-to-herself sounding song on the album. It feels like you've gone a real level deeper in terms of her writing about her innermost feelings and it feels like a real honesty both of herself and to herself. She's writing this song to confront those feelings herself, not just to talk about them honestly for other people to hear and I think that's why it works really well. Much quieter sound closes the album off really well, it kind of brings it to a nice natural finish and I really, really like this song. Overall, it's a very, very solid first album. I love the variety in the tempo of songs, and I love how much imagery she manages to bring into every single song. 
It does tend to stick to the country themes that are traditional, small town living, southern living that I said about before, but because she manages to make it so personal, it both feels authentic and it feels well done and definitely doesn't feel tired or in the way that sometimes, especially, sorry boys, with the bro country, it feels like it's just another man singing about the same thing in a not particularly personal way. That is not the case here at all. It feels very true to her. I think she'll continue on the rise, definitely off the back of this album. From what I've seen of other reviewers and things like that, everything's coming in really positive for her. And I think she'll be around for a long time. And I think part of that is because she is offering this slightly different female sound than the pop country sound that a lot of women are doing. As I said before, I have no issue with that but there is definitely a distinction between what Lainey Wilson is doing and what some other female artists are doing at the minute. I think that will work really well in her favour. The traditional sound that she brings to it is what a lot of people in the industry are really craving, especially the people that are pushing back against how pop-sounding Nashville is going. So for her to be doing well in Nashville with a more traditional sound, I think will be very beneficial to her. My favourite tracks are Neon Diamonds, Dirty Looks, which is probably my ultimate favourite, Keeping Bars in Business, What Would Dolly Do, and Rolling Stone. I think those are the real cream of the crop here, but I really like this whole album. I chose to review the album before I'd heard it, so there was potential for some of the tracks not to be of interest to me, for me to not particularly like them, and I would have been honest if that had been the case, but genuinely I don't have that feeling at all. I didn't feel like any of these songs missed for me, I enjoyed them all. And although obviously she has literally just released her first album, there's not going to be huge amounts of new music straight away. I am really excited for new music from her in the future. Ultimately, going back to what I said at the beginning about how I want to look at individual albums in terms of how I will access the music on them in the future, this one absolutely will be listened to as an album for sure, which essentially what I'm trying to say is my highest praise for it. I'm not just going to be sticking it on shuffle just to kind of have the music on in the background. I'm going to be genuinely listening to this album in the future. I'm really excited to listen to this album in a car. For me, that's where I really connect with music because the only thing I am focusing on is the road and the music. I don't have any other distractions when I'm driving. And so I really pick up on lyrics. I pick up on nuances in the music. And I'm genuinely excited to do that with this album. I really can't wait until I can do that. Also, and I think this is another way that I can kind of personally show that I really enjoy this, is I'd really like to see this live. I have not yet seen Lainey Wilson live. I am excited to. She's clearly very talented. And I imagine she would put on a great live show. And this album makes me genuinely excited to be able to see that live. And I think where the album changes in tempo quite a lot, she would manage that really well in a live show. I can imagine that she brings the vulnerability to the slower tracks that allows the audience to really connect with her and then takes it up a notch and turns it into a party. Although I've not seen her perform live, I did watch one of the Song Suffragettes live streams, which I highly recommend if you're looking for more women in country music. And those are more of a stripped back songwriter's round setup and she performed on one of those and was excellent. So yeah, that got me excited. This album has got me excited and ultimately I think she will be a really good artist to see live. So that's it for the roundup. 
I feel like I've rattled through that quite quickly. I hope it didn't kind of go too quickly. For once, this episode is not a billion years long, so that's good. I'm going to link down below to some of the songs that I can get off YouTube so that you can have a little listen to some of them. The tracks that I highlighted that were my favourites will be on my Country and Stuff podcast playlist, which complements this podcast, and there is a link to that in the show notes, which is usually displayed below an episode wherever you're listening to it. So if you want to go and have a listen to a few more of her tracks before you listen to the album, they will be on there and the YouTube links. I definitely recommend going and checking out this album. I highly recommend going and checking this album. It's really good. It's one of the best releases of the year so far, starting off 2021 really well. I really liked it. (laughs) Don't think I have much more to say about that, which makes a change. Next week, I am taking a look at the Grammys, actually. Obviously, there's always the different categories that are nominated in the Grammys. So you get R&B album and pop album and this kind of thing. So there are four or five, I think, possibly more different categories within the country genre that I am going to be looking at. I've also unintentionally but very well timed that with International Women's Day because for possibly the first time I need to research all five country albums nominated for a Grammy this year are by women in country music. So if the country music awards aren't really paying much attention to women, at least the Grammys are. And it's International Women's Day when you'll hear that. So that'll be good. As always, the show notes have got links to the stuff in the episode I just talked about. And there's links to all my social media. So I'm on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. I'd love to hear what you think about this album. I always like hearing from people when they've listened to the podcast. It's really nice. So if you like this album, definitely get in touch and let me know. I am also on Patreon. So if you are in a position to support this podcast with a small financial contribution, I would be very grateful. And as well as allowing me to keep producing these podcasts, you will also get extra benefits such as early access, bonus episodes, little gifts, newsletter, those kind of things. So if you're in a position to do so, it would be great to have you as a patron. Ultimately, I'm just grateful for everybody that listens. So if you're listening to this episode, thank you. If you've been listening to quite a few of these episodes now, definitely thank you. That's quite cool. Makes me excited. And so I will be back next week. Have a great week. <laughs>